0: Hi, guys, and welcome back to Teenage Golden Age, a podcast where we talk about old Hollywood movies from the perspective of the next generation. Since we are a teen-run podcast, I thought it would be interesting to take a look at teenagers in old film and analyze the way they are portrayed. We will discuss how teens had different and similar behaviors, struggles, and culture. When I first started watching old movies, it really surprised me that most romantic comedies starred adults and not high schoolers and teenagers. Teenagers began kind of more appearing as the focus of films really starting in the 1950s because teenagers were really the biggest demographic that went to movies and they needed to compete with television. repeated pattern of romantic comedies in the 21st century is a lot of them center high schoolers like tv series and films like euphoria the summer i turned pretty the kissing booth and those are just a few to name i've only seen a few old films about teenagers and their lives as students so we are going to take a look at films that do just that before we start please make sure to rain review us if you enjoy our podcast because it helps grow our audience and help more people hear about old movies also make sure to follow our instagram TikTok, where we post movie clips podcast clips reminders about when new episodes come out and more we are going to look at two films that center teens and kind of de- definitely portray teens in a very different way we're gonna look at a summer place from 1959 and a rebel without a cause from 1955 a summer place 1959 For summary, Ken Jorgensen brings his wife and teenage daughter Molly to the main vacation spot where he worked as a middle class youth. When Ken reunites with his former flame, now married Sylvia, it sparks a passionate affair. Meanwhile, Sylvia's son Johnny and Molly begin a romance of their own, unaware of their parents' affair. In general, this film is really able to communicate teenager emotions and stories because of the fact that it goes against the Hays Code, which was diminishing during that time. The Hays Code was implemented to restrict certain topics talked about in old Hollywood films, and what makes this film not follow it is that it regularly talks about sex and it uses inappropriate words for that era. When a lot of old films wanted to talk about certain topics, they would never bluntly mention the so-called inappropriate word, but they would hint at it, and this film does the opposite. Anyways, let's talk about the two teenage characters in the film, Molly and Johnny. By the way, I think those names are so funny. They're just, I don't know, I feel like they're barely, I've never, like, there are barely any names, like, no one names their kids Molly and Johnny now, so. And they're kind of, I don't know, I feel like probably the screenwriters, like, pick those names because they kind of, like, sound young I guess? I'm not really sure. Anyways, Molly and Johnny first lay eyes on each other from their binoculars when Johnny is on the island and Molly is on her yacht about to board the island and I thought it was interesting how they first meet with great distance. The director uses a wide shot signaling their emotional separation in the beginning and then once they are in a relationship, the camera has many close-up shots of them two illustrating their intimacy. Molly and Johnny are first alone when they leave the dinner table together and I love the soft romantic music as they look onto the water and first hold hands and kiss with all that, that though what makes the scene really relatable and real is that they still kind of have this awkward conversation which shows their fear of being in each other's presence and the thrill of their of them first experiencing romance this film really highlights teens first experiencing love and those emotions can be good but also really overpowering there is also So this song that plays when they are together and it really contributes kind of like the romantic mood Like as we hear the song we ultimately switch to this kind of like light feel and love feel, which I really like I think in general love has never changed through the years So that's why it's relatable still today And A Summer Place also touches upon the complex relationship Teenagers have with their parents and how it's almost a love and hate relationship On one hand, Molly's father and her are really close at the beginning of the film, and he really takes the time to understand Molly and listen to her feelings, and their conversations really give us an insight about the struggles of being a teenage girl and dealing with boys and love. On the other hand, though, her relationship with her mother is a rugged one, and we first see their issues when her mother forces her to wear a certain outfit that hides her body her mother is very orthodox in, and is really afraid of for her daughter to be around boys and as a result puts her anger and marital issues on Molly. Molly constantly has to grapple with her parents fighting about what Molly should and should not do, and that makes Molly really in the middle of their arguments. We see this generational clash between Molly and her mother because while her mother is very proper and very traditional, Molly just wants to be a kid and do whatever she pleases. I think all teens can relate to a sort of disconnect with our parents because of the different generations we are in, and just the different values we obtain overall. Molly has to tangle with the fact that while she wants to respect her mother, she also should go against her for her own sake and happiness. Eventually, her parents do get a divorce, and so this brings up the hardships of divorce on teens and children in general, and the difficulties of adju- adjusting when your mother or father has a new wife. In this film, her father, married. Johnny's mother, which, first of all, is really weird because that means they are step-siblings. And that's just really, really strange that they're in a relationship. Like, usually films today, if, like, the... I don't know if the parents marry then like the relationship would be called off but in this case they still go on with it and it's seen as normal in the film. We see both of Johnny's and Molly's anxiety and uneasiness when they look at their parents together and I think Molly loses some respect for her father that she once had and she kind of has a disconnect with him and stops opening up to him like she used to. In the end, their parents are extremely disapproving of Molly and Johnny's relationship and can't fully understand their passion. Oh, and finally, I forgot to bring this up, but teen pregnancy and the struggle of telling your parents and just dealing with the uncertainty of it all at a young age is also brought up. And I think all of these themes of newfound love, divorce, and just relationships in general really connect to our lives today and it's really representative in this film. One thing, though, that I find really different is just culturally how the teenagers were in this film until really the 1950s slash 60s. Teenagers wore the clothing that adults wore and they didn't have kind of their own trends and youthful styles that we kind of do today. Like, you know, we kind of have different fashions than what people, you know, 30 and above have. And this film doesn't really show that because Johnny, you know, wears a lot of suits and Molly wears dresses and skirts skirts which is very similar to what their parents wore in the film there is a little bit of distinction a little bit of a distinction between like for example what molly wears and her mother like you kind of see how her mother dresses like more covered and proper while molly you know she has more like shift skirts and just more like Free flowing things. These costumes, though, are definitely more formal than anything we wear daily today. We're way more chill and laid back today, while well, they were definitely more formal. Also, I don't know if it's just in this movie, but this film illustrates that teens spoke also very formally, but I doubt that's true. However, teenager slang was definitely different back then, and additionally, just the way Molly wears her hair is so different than what any teenager would wear their hair in today. She kind of has, like, that you know, kind of the short hair haircut that they used to have in the 50s um and I don't know people are more about long hair now like no one would ever wear their hair and kind of like that you know that 50s hairstyle I can't exactly explain it but you guys know what I mean and even Johnny's hairstyle has this very like 50s slick back like gelled look that we kind of rarely wear today I feel like you know we see a lot of guys wearing like fluff like they have more like fluffy hair like that's just kind of ow I don't know how to explain it either but you know what I mean a rebel without a cause 1955 after moving to a new town troublemaking teen jim is supposed to have a clean slate and although being the new kid in town brings its own problems while searching for some stability Jim forms a new bond with a disturbed classmate, Plato, and falls for a local girl, Judy. However, Judy is the girlfriend of a neighborhood tough Buzz, and when Buzz violently confronts Jim and challenges him to a drag race, the new kid's real troubles begin rebel without a cause it definitely shows the more rebellious side of teens and yes in a summer place they rebel by loving each other when their parents disapprove but this film deals with more alcohol and crime and just the foolish things teens do overall we first meet james dean G- james dean's character jim when he's on the floor drunk and this kind of sets the uneasiness like tone to the film and the teenagers we are going to meet he gets picked up by the juvenile police and there we get introduced to Judy who is there because of her emotional issues dealing with her father. Judy's character arc and issues also show the disconnect and relationship difficulties between teenagers and their parents similarly to In a Summer Place and also relating to parents this film also shows how parents kind of want validation from their kids as well and want their children to love them and we see this through Jim when their parents like want to kind of like get to him and kind of be close to him but he kind of pushes them away a lot we also meet the third protagonist teen john or plato who is in this juvenile police station for shooting puppies he definitely is the most emotionally complex character because we learned that both of his parents are out of his life and he's a really lonely character Um, and we see him open up later on in the film. This film really illustrates how teens feel lonely, whether it is they don't have friends or they don't feel like they can truly be themselves in front of their friends. I love that there are three teenager protagonists in this film and this film really centers teenagers because I think in A Summer Place, I mean, there are a lot of adult protagonists and this film just really, really centers teenagers. And I also like how it kind of shows the different types of teenagers and and all the different stories we have. In A Summer Place, it shows teens kind of acting more like adults, whereas in this film, it really highlights rebellion and the absurd things teenagers will do to look cool amongst their peers. Jim, and so does Plato. They both get bullied a lot, and we see the effect it has on them, which is very relatable in today's world, because, of course, they're, you know... still that happening in school. They are bullied by Judy's friends which are kind of like the popular kids in their school and within this group we see a lot of peer pressure to bully Jim. From hearing other conversations we can see that the leader of the friend group doesn't want to bully Jim but when his friends coax him to do so he acts upon it. Even Judy acts all tough and hides her emotional side when she is around the popular kids and acts like she doesn't like Jim to fit in. Even Jim has to deal with the lingering question should I do something that could be really dangerous but it could prove a point and make me look a certain way even Jim who looks like this guy that doesn't care about what people say is wanting to participate in this drag race to, so that he can kind of look t- tough you know and these teens hide their fears and emotionality for, for when example their friend dies from a drag race and they really just don't show that much emotion I mean they're sad but you know. They're really not, we really don't see that much emotion from them. They're not crying or, you know, you know, hugging each other. And they kind of just like go home, you know, and just like, oh, it's really sad, you know. But like we don't really get this real emotion from them. And I also think this is why the film is called A Rebel Without a Cause because, you know, teenagers are really rebellious for no reason and purely just to have a certain cool image. I really like that title, by the way we really see the characters open up when Jim, Plato, and Judy have a private conversation and they talk about the pressures society puts on them when they hide out in this abandoned mansion we understand that they just want to be free from all the chaos in the world and they just want to have fun and play as they pretend that jim and judy are this couple buying the mansion overall i think every teenager today can relate to the struggles of bullying peer pressure and also a complex relationship with their with parents and of course how can I forget this film also shows the feelings of first falling in love as is shown in also a summer place and some things that are also similar in this film to the real world that are more stylistically is that high schools back then look high schools back then look pretty much the same with lockers and hallways And it just, it looks too close to home, to be honest. Like, it looks exactly the same. Like, if I walked in that set, I would think it's, like, my high school. Like, it looks exactly the same. The outfits in this film are a little less formal than the ones in A Summer Place, as we see the men wear leather jackets and dress-down looks, and women wearing skirts and cardigans. The style is still different than kind of the really comfortable, laid-back style teens wear today, like sweatpants, leggings, I don't know, but... What, um, but this film definitely is more similar to the styles we wear today. In terms of slang, we see a bit of it when Judy says to Jim, I think you're a real yo-yo. I, I'm, that's like, real. imagine like saying that today. That's so weird. But I guess that kind of shows a little bit of the slang in the 50s. And of course, the slang is different today. But I really think it's interesting how it really... Brings out Teen Slaying in this film in de- definitely like all over the film in many different parts. Thank you guys so much for sticking through the end of this episode, and you can watch Rebel Without a Cause and The Summer Place on really any streaming platform like iTunes or YouTube. I absolutely loved talking about teens and old film, and we actually really share so many similarities to teenagers back then, and I think the really only differences are that, you know, the different clothing they wore and slang they used. Make sure to follow us at Teenage Golden Age on Instagram and TikTok if you have any questions. And if you have any questions or comments about the podcast, make sure to email us at teenagegoldenage at gmail.com. That's teenagegoldenage at gmail.com. And with that, we will see you in our next episode. Bye! After all, it is rather bad form to write to the son of your father's mistress. No, you don't. I don't think you've ever known what's best for Papa, for me, or for anybody, including yourself. So you insist on these sexing her? as though sex was synonymous with dirt. Do you care if I kiss you right here in front of God and everybody? I can't wait either. Well, I don't see what's so bad about taking a little drink. You don't? No, I, I definitely... He's a, a minor, mind. Mr. Stark, and it looks to me like he had more than a little drink. Don't oh, hum, dear.
1: Well, <laughs> oh,
0: I cut kind of loose pretty good in my day, too. Oh, really, Frank? When was that? Can't you wait till we get home? How about you, Jim? Got anything to say for yourself? Mm-hmm. Not interested, huh? Can't you answer? What's the matter with you, anyhow? He's just loaded, honey. I was talking to Jim. Well, I'd uh, like to just explain. You see, we just moved here, you understand? And the uh, kid hasn't got any friends. You understand? Uh, well, tell and him and him we, why moved we moved into it. A... Will you hold it, Jim? Tell him, why... tell him, man why we moved here. Will you hold it? You can't protect me. Do you mind if I try? Do you you have to slam the door in my face? (laughs) I try to get to him. What happens? Don't I buy everything you want? A a bicycle? You get a bicycle? A car? You buy me many things. No, no. no. Well, not just buy. We give you love and affection, don't we? Well, then what is it? Was it because we went to that party? Well, you know what kind of drunken brawls those kind of parties turn into? It's not a place for kids. A minute ago, you said you didn't care if he drinks. He said a little drink. You're tearing me apart! What? You you say one thing, he says another, and everybody changes back again! That's a fine way to behave. Well, you know who he takes after. (laughs) Oh! sorry I'm sorry that I treated you mean today you shouldn't believe what I say when I'm with the rest of the kids nobody nobody acts sincere why did you do that You felt like it Where are you going? I don't know. We can't stay here. I'm never going back. Listen, uh, I know a place. Plato told me before. It's an old deserted mansion. Up at the planetarium. Want to go up there with me? Trust me, Judy. It's his car. Relax, man. Or something? No, what? You read too many comic books. <laughs> well, he's real abstract. He's, um, he's different. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I'm cute, too. Move. Is that <laughs> meaning me? Is that meaning me? What? Chicken. Yes. You shouldn't call me that. Hmm. Hi. Hi, wait a minute. Hi. I've seen you before. Well, stop the world. You don't have to be unfriendly. Well, now, that's true. But life is crushing in on me. Life can be beautiful. I know where it was. Where what was? Where I first saw you. Everything going okay now? You live here, don't you? Who lives? Hey, where's Dawson High? At University in 10th. Oh, thanks. You wanna carry my books? I got my car. You wanna go with me? I go with the kids. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. All right. You know, I bet you're a real yo-yo. I love you, too. That? What? Oh, that's a new disease. Man, a friend of yours? I'm glad they let you out. No, oh, nobody chicken. You're lucky to live. They always live. live. Man, I'm living. Hey, which way uh university what? in what? Uh, which which way is it the uh, university in 10th? It's that no, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's That way! That way! That way! That way! <laughs> that, <away. laughs> that way! That way. way. That <laughs> way. That way. <laughs> And well, I want to tell them know. I'm involved in this tonight. Well, don't minute. want. Did anyone yeah. see you there? Oh. Did anyone see your license plate? I, other... I don't know! I don't, know. I don't know. the other boys? Do you think they'll go to the police? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Why doesn't should you matter. be the only one involved? Well, far be one. it for me to tell you what to do. What are you there's... going to preach? Do we have to listen to a sermon now? Well, I'm only trying to tell him what you mean. You, you can't be idealistic all Except your life, Jim. Nobody thanks you for sticking Except to yourself! Wait a minute! Except yourself you don't want me to go no no i don't want you to go to the police there were other people why should you be the only one involved but i am involved we are all involved mom a boy a kid was killed tonight i don't see how i can get out of that by pretending that it didn't happen well you know that you did the wrong thing that's the main thing isn't that's it? it's nothing that's that is absolutely nothing. Dad, you told me. You said... You want me to tell the truth. Now, didn't you say that? You can't turn it off. Well, he's not saying that. He's saying, just don't volunteer. Just tell a little white lie. You'll learn when you're older, Jim. Well, I don't think that I want to learn that way. Well, it doesn't matter anyway, because we're moving. I'm not tearing me loose again. Well, this is news to me. Just why are we moving? Oh, do I have to spell it out? You are not going to use me as an excuse again. I don't. Every time you can't face yourself, you blame it on me. That is not true. You say it's because of me. You say it's because of the neighborhood. No. You use every other phony excuse. Mom, I just once I want to do something right. And I don't want you to run away from me again. Dad? Well, this is all going too fast you for you. You better me, son. give me something. You better give me something fast. Jimmy, you're very <laughs> young. A foolish decision now could wreck your whole life. In ten years you'll never know this even happened. Dad, answer her. Tell her. Ten years. Dad, let me hear you answer her. Dad, Dad, stand up for me.